had got a little over, well, over five years abstinence, free of sugar. Um, I've lost about 40 pounds. I'm, I'm on a losing abstinence right now, which I'm, I'm happy, really happy about. Um, <clears throat> I, I have worked the steps, all 12 of them, um, and I go back and work the 10 step. This, this uh, reading today <clears throat> talked about the 10 step, and I, I do that on a uh, fairly regular basis because I have to, because I am one of those people that collects injustices and resentments and everything like, like beads on a string. I, I do. And, um, you know, I have a, I try to keep a calm surface and, and, you know, you know, I put my mask on the whole thing, but, um, inside, um, I've often said my brain is like a hamster wheel, you know, it's just spinning constantly. And I started working on my emotional sobriety, which has really helped because now I'm aware of this. I mean, I knew it as a hamster wheel. I knew that it was crazy, but <clears throat> I didn't really go into it, you know, and think about what was going on. And now I'm more aware of it so I can stop it um, most of the time. When I first came into OA, it was back in the 80s. And um, I, I had already tried every diet you can think of. Um, I can name them all, but you guys all know what they are, including OptiFast. And I lost weight on every single one of them. They all worked. I just couldn't keep the weight off. You know, I'd be at goal weight maybe for, you know, I used to say 10 minutes, but we'll say a day, you know, and then it would just start back up. And I, I felt so defeated. In fact, I feared getting down to goal weight because I knew what was going to happen. I was just going to gain it all back. And I think one of the worst things is seeing the looks on people's faces when they'd seen you losing all that weight and looking good. And then the next thing you know, they see you fat again. And, and I hated that look. I hated seeing that look. And um, I think I shared one time, too, that my mom always had this thing about <clears throat> she'd want to check my stomach and she'd tell me to pull my shirt up and it didn't matter who was around. Sometimes it would be just us. The last time she did it was in the middle of Disneyland in front of a new sister-in-law that I'd never met before. And I was, I think I was in my thirties and I finally had the nerve, the nerve or the whatever to say no to her. I'd never done it before. I just, I, I just never had. And um, so, you know, I, I, um, when I, I remember when I first gained weight, it was actually, it was puberty. It really wasn't gaining weight. It was puberty. And my mom took me and got me on diet pills. And that led to me being um, addicted to them. And then when I couldn't get those anymore, I got street lights and I was addicted to those. And I have an addictive personality. <clears throat> and I won't go into everything, but at one point I had a nervous breakdown and ended up in a hospital. They didn't think it was a mental problem. They thought it was a French nerve disease because all of a sudden I couldn't walk. I couldn't hold my head up. I, I mean, I was really having problems. 
And they put me in emergency and checked all these things and everything else came out okay. And then they did that that MMRI or, or not MMRI, but but it's it's a Minnesota something or other test. And what it does is it tests to see this up here. And they came back and said, you know, you're severely depressed. And I was shocked. I didn't know I was depressed. I had no clue. I was that out of touch with my feelings. And um, that what that did was that led me to um, going to see a psychiatrist every day because they wanted to put me in a, a one of the special hospitals. My, my husband wouldn't let them. So the alternative was I had to see a psychiatrist every single day. And what that did after about a year, it got me to where I cared again. And so I went back to Weight Watchers <clears throat> and I think I lost about 10 pounds and, um, and then I couldn't lose anymore. And I was desperate. And this is how long ago it was. I looked in the yellow pages. Does anybody remember the yellow pages? I looked in the yellow pages and found Overeaters Anonymous because I tried everything else. I really did. And so I thought, well, I'll five minutes. Thank you, Iris. So I, I that's perfect because now I'm into <laughs> the next section. Um, so I went to an OA meeting. It was, um, I think that was in a hospital. Yeah, it was. It was in a hospital in Covina. And I heard all these people talking. And my reaction was like everybody else's. Oh, my God, they're, they're a cult. They're into God. They're hugging. It's too weird, you know. <laughs> and, and the only reason I came back was because I heard people talking about things that were in my head. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not the only one. And I thought, well, I'll give it another try. You know, I didn't want anybody hugging me or touching me or any of that stuff. But <clears throat> I went back a few more times. And, and finally, you know, I heard enough people say that they'd lost their weight. And I saw them and I saw the before pictures and I was just gobsmacked. <laughs> That's the only word I can use, gobsmack. Um, and, and I remember on the way out, I was leaving one meeting and there was a guy there that had lost about 100 pounds and he looked so fit and so good. And I said, what did you do? And he said, I have three meals a day with a moderate plate, not a platter, and nothing in between. And he said, try that. And I was, I was just amazed, you know, there, there was no pills, no special stuff you had to drink. There was no um, eating nothing but, you know, sawdust, whatever. And, um, and, and so I thought, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I started trying that and it, it did help. Although I was kind of like, like this, you know, uh, a shaky mess. And they said, you need to get a sponsor. So at that time, I was still far from well, you know, far from well. I, I'm still far from well, to be honest with you. But, but then I was really far from well. So I looked for people that would be like my mom to me, you know, very critical, very um, demanding, very not nice. And I found some, you know. 
And um, it, 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 it worked for me at the time. It really worked for me at the time, you know, and um, and I, I'd lose a little weight and then I'd kind, kind of come to a standstill and and I'd go from person to person to person. I had a number of sponsors at that time. So many, I can't remember all of them. And finally, I got this one sponsor. She was an absolute dictator, but she was also kind and loving. She would, you know, be critical and demanding and kick me in the butt when I needed it. And at that time, I think I really did need it because I wasn't going to listen to anything else. You know, that was all I could listen to. The first thing she told me was, you have to get off sugar. And I thought, oh, crap. It's this one thing I cannot do. I can do everything else. I cannot do that. And I swore up and down. I couldn't do it. And um, she she said, just ask God to help you. Ask that. That's what your higher power is for. Oh, and, oh, and by the way, at this point, you know, when I came in, I, I wasn't religious at all. I'm still not religious, but um, I was anti I wanted to be an atheist. I couldn't quite do that, but I wanted to be. And um, they told me to get a, a God of your understanding, you know. And I just remember thinking about that and thinking about that. And at one night I went to bed and, and not to sound all, you know, woo-woo-y, but um, I went to bed and I was laying in bed. And all of a sudden I had this distinct feeling that that God was laying next to me and he put his arms around me and hugged me and said, it's going to be okay. I'm your friend. And after that, I had a higher power. It was just that simple. I had a higher power. And I knew that that higher power wanted the very best for me. And I knew that he wasn't ticking off everything I did wrong. Like that's what I had thought. So, um, I got a sponsor. Ten minutes. Thank you. And she told me to um, ask God to help me with the sugar thing. So I did. And sure enough, I got off sugar. And I was off sugar for four years, lost all my weight, was really thin, and thought I graduated. And so I, I, I kind of quit going to as many meetings then on top of that, I my husband left me and we ended up getting a divorce and I was dirt poor and I ate my way through that divorce and ate through the next 20 years. And finally, I was just so miserable. I, I was at I my top weight that I know of was 213, but I know I probably was heavier than that because I wouldn't weigh anymore. And um, and so I I thought, you know, there's still a way. And I was embarrassed to come back. I really was. But I came back and I, I walked into a meeting and one of the first people I saw was Stan, who was there. I was there when he came in. <laughs> and so it was reassuring to see a face I knew from way back when. And I, I'm, I'm just going to go through this really quickly but <clears throat> at that time I was eating six big candy bars a, a day and I couldn't stop and um <clears throat> and I didn't have a sponsor and I remember saying to one of our members um you know I just don't know what to do I can't stop and he said pray for the willingness that's all just pray for the willingness 
So I went home and prayed for the willingness and I didn't have another candy bar. I haven't had a candy bar since then, you know? And, um, but I was still eating sugar. Two years later, one of my last sponsor that I had back in the 80s and 90s walked in to, to share. I didn't even know she was still alive, let alone in a way. And after she got done sharing, I said, can I come home? And she said, yes. And she said, but you're going to get off sugar. <laughs> and, and so it took a few days and it was misery. It really was. But I have now been off sugar for over five years. And yes, thank you. And I know today that it's one of the deadliest things I can go for. To me, it's like my heroin. It really is. Um, I've also had a problem with marijuana that I had to look at, too. Um, because I'm an addictive personality, you know, but today what I do is I, I call my sponsor. I have another sponsor now, a, a, a kinder, loving, more loving sponsor, actually, but not to just my old sponsor. because She was terrific. She helped me get to the point where I could get somebody else. Um, but today um, I still do three meals a day and nothing in between and no sugar. And I've, I've kind of tightened my abstinence a little bit. For right now, I'm doing gray sheet. And if you want to know what that is, ask me later. Um, and I am losing weight. But I also work a very spiritual program. I start each day with prayer and meditation. And I do a little writing when I can. Um, I'm also working with another lady. I actually have three sponsors right now. Uh, one that I call every morning, one I call once a week, and the other one I call every evening to give her my food. And I find it sounds like a lot of work, but that's what it takes for me to stay, to say, I was going to say sober, but to stay abstinent and sober and sober in my mind. Um, so um, because the one lady that I call once a week helps me work with the emotional side of this. There is such a thing as emotional sobriety, and I haven't had it ever until recently, and I'm working on that now. And um, that's very important to me. But anyway... Five minutes remaining, Georgia. Well, I think I'm just about done, Iris. Thank you. Um, I'm going to just say that don't do what I did and leave. We don't graduate from this. You know, we're all, no matter how long I'm abstinent or how much weight I lose, I'm always going to be a compulsive overeater. That's a fact. And, um, and it sounds discouraging in a way, but really it isn't because now I know who I am. I know what my capabilities are and what they aren't. And one of the other things I'm going to say is even, even, innocuous foods can be a problem because at one time I was I was binging on plain unsalted unflavored rice cakes so it doesn't matter what it is and what I'm finding is that if something gets too exciting or too important I have to stop I have to stop and, and like the old saying is if I can take it or leave it I can have it but if I can't I have to stay away from it because this is my main problem right here. So um, I hope you all keep coming back. Don't go away like I did. And um, 
I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you.